Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. It's true, but hard to swallow. Are you ready for this truth pill? Here it is. It's not possible for you to be a follower of Christ Jesus and be liked, loved, and accepted by everybody. That's a truth pill. It is not possible to be a follower of Christ and be liked, loved, and accepted by everybody. It's just not possible. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, I want to welcome all of you here this morning, all of you here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. and want to also welcome our online community. Welcome, online community. We thank you guys so very much for joining us from all around the world. Thank you so much for your faithfulness in viewing and in listening. I know the Lord has a word in store for you, and I'm grateful for you in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. So glad to see you all this morning. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the past few weeks entitled Breaking Free. God wants you to break free. Hallelujah. God wants you to break free. Part one, uh, we spoke about the sleeping church. The church must arise. The church must wake up. Last week, we asked the question, do you like me? Do you like me? We talked about being liked in our culture, and our society today, and really being liked is overrated. And we'll talk more about that as we go. So we are breaking free, and we're going to live free from the current imprisonment of this world. If you don't watch it, the devil is an expert at putting people in prison, prisons without bars, and God wants you to be free. As a matter of fact, let's start by giving you a couple of scriptures, about three scriptures that state that very fact. Let's go to John, the eighth chapter, John 8, 36. It says this, if the son, therefore, shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. The Lord wants you free. Let's go to Galatians 5, verse number one, Galatians 5, verse one. And it reads, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. God wants you to be free. And look at 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty. Let me share with you a little story before we go on this morning. Um, once upon a time, in a small school, in a small town, there lived this young man, and, and uh, maybe about 10 years old, and he was in his classroom sitting there, maybe about third grade, I'm not sure what grade, but let's just say third grade right there. And uh, this young man, his father owned a, a, a little store, and from time to time, the little young man would would come and bring candy from his father's store. And this young man today, he had a couple of friends, and before he came to school that day, 
he picked up some very nice candy. Very nice candy. Some very expensive candy. And he thought he'd go in this in the, in the class there and share it with a couple of his friends. So he sat down at his desk and he he had his and he shared one with this person, shared one with that person. Well, after a while, about an hour later, teacher noticed uh, she was writing on the board and, and she noticed that there was some sort of uproar in the classroom. Children began to get angry. They began to get very upset. And she asked, what's going on? What's going on? Well, they said, Bobby has candy and he won't give it to us. He won't give it to us. He gave it to Janie and Susie, but didn't give any to us. And so they were so upset and angry that little Bobby didn't have it to give everybody else. Well, the teacher came up with his ruling and said, Bobby, if you don't have enough to share with everybody, don't bring it at all. Because they, she understood that jealousy and envy would arise when the other children would see Bobby's prosperity. We're going to speak today, and I want to ask you a question. Last week, again, we spoke from the subject of is, do you like me? But today, I want to ask you this question. As the Lord posed it to me, and I need to pose it to you today, are you ready to be blessed? Everybody wants a blessing, but are you ready to be blessed? Are you prepared for the blessing when it arrives? Are you prepared for the promotion, the fame, the wealth, the prosperity, success? Are you prepared to have all of your dreams come true? In short, are you prepared for the increase? Are you prepared for it? Unfortunately, many people that have won the lottery, you can Google it or YouTube it or whatever. You'll find that some lottery winners, not many of them have a very happy ending after winning hundreds of millions of dollars. Some commit suicide and some get readily, quickly divorced and other fights break out and, and they weren't ready for that amount of increase. They just were not ready for the pressure that comes along with increase. So the Lord asked the question this morning, are you ready for increase? Let's begin. Let's continue our journey here. Let's go to Mark, Mark 10, Mark 10, verse 28 through 30, Mark 10, uh, 28 through 30. And this is how it reads uh, the uh, New Living Translation. Then Peter began to, to speak up. Let me start again. Verse 28. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house and brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news, or that is to say for the gospel, will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses Brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. So the Lord says, you'll get it, but you'll also get it with persecution. What's persecution? Let's break that down. Persecution is simply hostility 
or ill treatment, especially because of race, uh, political views, or it could be also because of your religious beliefs. Persecution also is, or to persecute means to harass or punish in a manner designed to injure, grieve, or inflict, or afflict rather. Listen to that last definition. Persecution or to persecute would be to harass. You ever ask somebody to harass you or punish you or give you some type of grief or to afflict you or to simply cause trouble for you? Why? Because you got blessed. Jesus said the two will come together. You will get the blessing, but along with the blessing will come trouble. Along with the blessing will come persecution, will come, uh, will come affliction. Somebody's going to afflict you. Somebody is not going to like that you got it. Now understand something. Your blessing will pour out in the same measure as the persecution you can tolerate. Let me say that one more time. Your blessing will pour out in the same measure as the persecution or the trouble that you can tolerate. Jesus said they will come together. It's impossible to have one without the other in this world. Father loves you and he doesn't want to to harm you. So therefore, he will only pour out as much blessing as you can handle. If you can handle, or he will only pour out as much uh, blessing as you can handle the problems that will come along with it. Does that make sense to you? Therefore, if you can handle a little trouble, you can handle a little blessing. If you can handle a lot of trouble, you can handle a lot of blessing. The 100-fold blessing does belong to you. Absolutely. And Father wants you to have it. But the question is, are you prepared for it? Are you prepared for it? I guarantee you, let's say you have a YouTube channel or some type of thing, and maybe your views only, maybe you only get 10 views. Well, what happens the next day and you get over 100,000 views? Or the next day you get over 2 billion views or 2 million views. Along with people will come some trouble. No matter where you go, along with the blessing in this world, you're going to have some type of persecution, some type of hardship. Somebody's not going to be excited that you got promoted. Somebody's not going to be excited that you got a new house or somebody's not going to be excited that you got married. Oh, my God. How did she get him? How did this? How did this? How did that? Somebody's not going to be excited. So I ask you, are you ready for the blessing? Are you prepared for the blessing? Because with the blessing comes persecution, comes trouble, comes ill treatment in this life. Pastor Nelson, Pastor Nelson and I were discussing earlier, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. And that is very true. God's blessing does that. It will make you rich and add no sorrow to you. It will. But those that see it will add the sorrow. 
Are you hearing? So let's go there. Is your soul, are you ready for the blessing? Look at this in 3 John, the second chapter, very familiar text of scripture. 3 John, second chapter, the Lord says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So you will prosper to the degree that your soul prospers. In other words, if you can only handle a little bit of persecution, you can handle only a little bit of blessing. Because Father loves you, once again, he loves you, and does not want you to endure uh, the type of suffering and torment that will come along with the blessing when you're not ready for it. I hope that makes sense to you. Your soul must be able to tolerate the pain of rejection in order to receive the blessing. Your soul must be able to tolerate the pain of rejection in order to receive the blessing. This is why, again, we said, the Lord said last week, that you must ask the Father to fill you up with his love every single day. I pray you're asking, you're seeking God for his love every single day. Your love cup must be filled up every single day. You've got to ask him, Father, fill me up with your love every day. If not, you'll go out and try to seek for it in other places and in other people. Now, here's something. I pray you're ready for this. You need to brace yourself. Because here comes a truth peel. A truth peel comes when, uh, when a truth peel comes, it's, it's something that you have got to take, but it's going to be hard to swallow. It's true, but hard to swallow. Are you ready for this truth peel? Here it is. It's not possible for you to be a follower of Christ Jesus and be liked, loved, and accepted by everybody. That's a truth peel. It is not possible to be a follower of Christ and be liked, loved, and accepted by everybody. It's just not possible. If you're trying to change yourself in order to fit in with people, that's not what God, what God wants you to do. He's not called us to fit in, but he's called us to stand out. And you don't have to name the name of Jesus either. People will see if you're born again believer, the light can't be hidden in you. They may not know why they don't like you. Well, if they're dwelling in darkness and they like the darkness, and even you, if you come with a small match light, that match light is threatening to them. It's impossible. It is not possible. For you to be a follower of Jesus, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and be liked and loved and accepted by everybody on this planet, it's not going to happen. That's a truth pill. Hard to swallow. Just do your throat like that. Get it down. Get, get it down. Massage it. Massage that pill. Get it down. It is truth. Look at Romans 12. Let's, let's see what the Lord is calling us to do here. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, and it says this. Also out of the New Living Translation, it says, 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Look at verse number two. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Don't be like them. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Here's another word. Here's another truth pill. Get ready for it. If you continue, if you continue in your pursuit to fit in, to be liked by everybody, to be loved by everybody, to be accepted by everybody, if you continue in that pursuit, you'll end up being nobody. You will lose your identity trying to pursue being like everybody else. You will lose your uniqueness trying to be like them. The Father made you unique just the way you are. He has, he has um, uniquely qualified you and positioned you and equipped you to do what he called you to do. Uh, there is no one else exactly like you that can do what you do the way you do it. Why throw that all away trying to be like somebody else? Being like others, desiring to be liked, loved, and accepted by everybody will cause your ultimate, ultimate demise of your ministry, your life, because what you're doing is destroying the, destroying the uniqueness that God gave you. Now, it is in our nature, as we said last week, to be liked, loved, and accepted. We want that because we're children of love, made by love, created by love, to love, and to be loved. That's in our nature. We want that. And truly, we really should expect to be liked, loved, and accepted by everybody because that is how our heavenly home is. When you get there, everybody's going to like you, love you, and accept you. But as you know, we're not there yet. And so the issue is that when we keep trying to find that like, find that love, find that acceptance in everybody else, and it's in us, we're citizens of the kingdom of God. We're citizens of heaven right now. <laughs> right now, right this very moment. We're citizens of heaven. We're citizens of the light, born in light, born in love. And we're looking for home. We're looking for right now where we are. We expect everybody we go into. We don't expect anybody to roll their eyes at us. We don't expect you. You, you say hello in the store. You expect them to say hello, hello. You don't expect them to. Hmm. You don't expect them to ignore you. You say good morning. Hmm. You don't. You don't expect them to to take. If you're driving down the road and you don't expect them to point the way to heaven with their finger. That's what's happening. I I knew it. I, I'm I'm convinced of that. If something happens while you're driving and and somebody blows a horn. Ah! And they take their finger and they point straight up at you. They're pointing the way to heaven. 
Praise God. I'm convinced of that, Stan. That's what's happening. And they're also saying, make me the number one person on your prayer list. Make me the number one person on your prayer list. Eh, 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 I need prayer. Make me the number one person on your list. That's what they're screaming that. That's what I hear. Yes, I will. Are you hearing? You are uniquely gifted to do what God has called you to do. Don't throw that away trying to be like everybody else. Look at uh, 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 8 through 10. We're going to get verse 8 through, uh, get context. Then we're going to really look at 9 and 10. Verse 8 says this. Again, this is 1 Peter, the second chapter, 8, 9, and 10. And it says, and he is the stone that makes people stumble. Talk about Jesus. The rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. And so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. Say with me, I am chosen. chosen. The Bible says you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest. You are royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Verse 10, once you had no identity as a people. Once you didn't have an identity. Bless you. And God, wasn't there some cute sneezes online community? (laughs) Oh, those are some cute sneezes. I'm going to have to record those sneezes next time, let you hear it. You may not have been able to hear that. We say, bless you, sister. Very cute sneezes. Verse 10 says again, "Once once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy... Now you have received God's mercy. So again, without the Father, we really have no identity. He gives you identity. He gives you identity. He'll give you focus. You say, I don't know what to do. Well, they continue to seek him until you do. Do what you find. Do what you can find to do and do it faithfully until he directs you onto um, another path. But to sit around like the man who had the one talent and just dig a hole and say, Lord, here it is. I didn't know what to do, so I just buried it. Obviously, that is unacceptable with the Lord. Are you hearing? Now, let me tell you about two people in in Scripture, two kings, as a matter of fact. Two kings that really desired to be liked. They really desired uh, respect from their peers. They really desired to be accepted. And really, this craving that we have for acceptance, it really just underlines our deep insecurity. This craving. We're saying, uh, I want you to like me. I, I want you to love me. I, I, I want you to listen. I, I hear people saying, Lord I, Lord, I can't be by myself. I can't be by myself. I need somebody in my life. I need somebody in my life. I can't be by myself. What? If you can't find fulfillment in Christ Jesus, 
another human being is not going to solve the problem. You say, I'm single and I'm lonely. But once you get married, you'll be married and lonely. Because other humans can't feel that spot. Again, there is a God-shaped love that all of us need. We must have Father's love. We must have his love in abundance. And then there is a part of us that also needs love and acceptance and to be liked from other humans. That part is always going to be there. You're human. That's why God told Adam, the Lord told Adam in the very beginning, it's not good that man should be alone. And surely when Adam met Eve, surely Adam did not expect Eve to roll his eyes at him. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Surely, surely he wanted her acceptance and her love. So we do crave for that. We do want, we need to have that from other humans. But if you don't get father's love, and that love in us is a huge container, it's a huge area. If you don't get that settled, don't think that that human love, that's a, maybe a thimble size, a teaspoon size, is going to fill up every place that God has. It's not. It's not. If you get your love, your God love uh, situated and you receive his love in your life and you're walking in the love of God, you'll find out really that when you don't receive the love of man, the acceptance of man, you're still okay. Some of us have need for more human reaction, more human interaction than others. Some people are kind of like cats. I'll tell you why in a minute. <laughs> I've known a few cats in my day, Stan. I have. There are some cats that, boy, you can't give them enough love. They'll come up and they'll rub up against you. They'll rub up against you. They'll rub up against you. They'll rub. I'm going to say, ooh, I don't want all that. I'm just telling you about cats right now, online community. You hear me? They rub all up against you. Oh, pet me, pet me, pet me. Brr, brr, brr. You know that little, that little, brr, little vibrator they got inside of them. What do you call it? Brr, they love that. They love that. And some other cats would be like, okay, yeah, just put the food right there. I don't want anything. Yeah, don't touch me. Just put the food right there. Just look, don't don't touch me. <laughs> yes, I'll deal with the mice. I'll deal, but okay, put the food. That's okay. Thank you. Go on now. Go on now, human. Go on. Thank you. Okay, give me a little bit. That's it. No need any more from you. Come back next week. Well, we can be like that. Some people need more love than others. Sometimes we're more touchy-feely. I need more love. Need more love. And some others, one hug. Okay, that's it. I'm, I'm done. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you. Mm, that's all the interaction I need. That's all I need. And we're different that way. The Lord made us that way. But all of us need the love of God in abundance. All of us need it. If we don't get that settled properly, then the rest will just go off the rails. Like these two kings, we won't read it all, but two kings, King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was once sick. You can find this out in 2 Kings, the 20th chapter. 
And the king of Babylon heard about it. And so the king of Babylon sent uh, some ambassadors to, uh, to Israel, where the king was, and they brought gifts with them as well. Well, King Hezekiah is so flattered by this gift, and he's, he's really wanting to, wanting to be accepted and really wanting to be liked, and he was also vain. When they came up with the gifts, he began to show them all the treasures he had in his palace. He showed them everything, all the gold, all the silver, all the precious spices. He even took them into the armory, showed them all the weapons. He showed them everything. You ever want to impress somebody and just show them all yourself? Hey, look, look at my new car. Hey, look at my house. Hey, look at this. Hey, hey, look at that. You like this or you like my shoes? You like this? You like that? You like that? Trying to impress somebody, trying to get them to like you. Online community, I'm not getting a lot of talking here, but I know there's somebody uh, that has done that before. Well, King Hezekiah did that. Prophet Isaiah heard about it. The Lord sent him down there. Isaiah asked, asked the king, hey, what, who are those men? He said, well, hey, they're from Babylon, you know, and they came, far, they came from far away, and I, I showed them everything. He said, you showed them everything? Yeah, I showed them everything. Here's the word of the Lord, Isaiah said. Here's the word of the Lord. The stuff that you showed them will be in Babylonian possession after a while. They're going to come and get it all. He said, and even your sons are going to be eunuchs in their palace because of what you did. Eventually, that word came true, not in his lifetime, but in his son's lifetime. They came and took it all. Welcome the devil into your house. Showed him everything you had. He came and took it all, trying to be liked. Same thing you know with King Saul. God told King Saul, hey, go out. I want you to kill those Amalekites. Wipe them all out. Why didn't Saul do it? He said, because I feared the people. I cared more about what they said, Lord, than what you said. Wanting to be so liked. Wanting to be so liked. Again, our desire need to be liked, our craving to be liked, it, it really reveals our underlining sense of insecurity. We're insecure of who we are, insecure of who God made us, insecure. But we have to have other people's uh, affection. We have to have their approval. We have to have their acceptance. We have to have them to like us really to validate who we are. When they like us, when they like our video, when they like our post, when they say, good job, good job. When we need, when we need to hear that, when we need that affirmation, that constant affirmation, and if we don't get it, we're angry. If you don't get it, you're sad. We get depressed. Why? Because we're insecure in who God made us. Why? Because we haven't received that love. The Father's love is very affirming. The Father says to Christ a number of twice, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, again, because we're children of love, born by love, through love, in love, we're all going to crave a certain sense of it. But when that goes overboard, and you know that that has gone overboard when you begin to Dislike other people if they don't give it to you. When you do something and you and they don't say, hey, 
If they don't, they don't quickly say, hey, that was a nice, nice thing you did. You look at, I did all this work. Them jokers ain't saying nothing. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Nobody said nothing to me. Nobody. It's not, it's no longer good enough just to do a good job because the Lord told you to do it. And now I have to do it. So they're going to like me when I do this. All of this underlines our deep need, deep need for father's love, for father's affirmation. What you need only comes from him. Now we're closing. I pray that you're getting this. Again, as, as children of light, we, we are allergic to hate, feelings of hate, feelings of dislike, distrust, loneliness, unworthiness, feelings of being tolerated. I wonder if anybody felt that before. Feeling tolerated or feeling unloved. All these feelings are unnatural to us. They're unnatural. And when we feel those things, when we experience them, it automatically sends up a red flag because we know something is wrong. How in the world do you not like me? <laughs> Something wrong with you. You you missing out. I've seen how in the world do you not like me? Do you not love me? What's wrong with you? But again, because we're born of love, in love, by love, through love, we, we expect it. But if we don't get it, and if we crave for it, and if we demand it, it's gone overboard. If you don't get it, now we're angry. Now we're depressed. Now we're experiencing all these negative emotions. That's overboard. That means that your love cup with Father has not been met. We have to crave for his love and acceptance. And the more of his love and acceptance we receive, then less and less of that we'll need from others. And don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Lord will send other people to affirm you because we're still human still living in these bodies. You're still going to need somebody to say something nice to you. I can't get nobody talking to me. But we innately, automatically reject, excuse my terms, we vomit up feelings of, of hate and dislike and distrust. It doesn't sit well with us. We weren't designed to have it. It doesn't sit well with us. When we, when we feel that, it doesn't sit well with us. We, we can't tolerate it. But again, as we go back to the very beginning, if you can't tolerate that, then you're not ready for the blessing. Because the jealousy will come with it. God didn't send it. But because the enemy is still in this world, we're still in the world, not of the world, we're still here in it. When he sees you with it, he's going to send somebody. And if you're not in the position, if your soul has not prospered to where you're confident in father's love, you know, he loves you. You know, he loves you and you receive this love and you're at peace with him. When someone else comes and they throw that negative on you, it's going to shut your whole world down unless you know he loves you. Are you understanding? Let's look at one final scripture. So Jesus really has to, he has to explain this to us and break us, break this down to us. Because, you know, we were not 
born into the kingdom of God from birth. We had to be born again into the kingdom of God. So once we were born again into the kingdom of God, once we were born again, once we received Jesus as, Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, again, we were born into the kingdom of God, and we immediately begin to expect to be loved. And we should. Every baby that is born should expect to be loved. Mommy, 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 give me, oh, daddy, oh, you know. Maybe not quite like that. But every child expects to be loved. And when you're born again, you expect it to be loved. You expect it to be liked, loved, approved of, accepted. It's in you. So the Lord has to break down, break down this, and he has to let you know. Your feelings, your desires to be loved, that's true. That's good. And we're going to experience the totality of that when we go home. But we're not home yet. How do you understand that? The more blessing you get, the more persecution will come. When you get promoted, when you get the new job, when you get the money, when you get the house, when you get increased, when you get this and that and the other, it will come. And your heart must be ready for it. And when it comes, we have to be like that old, uh, that old saying, you know, let it roll off your back like, like water off a duck's back, Right? Somebody says something wrong, and it shouldn't be, oh, my goodness, did you hear what they said about me? Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, it should be. They said, what? Oh, hmm. I was too loud. Hmm. Well, maybe we ought to think about turning it down later. What's for dinner? If there's any truth in it, deal with it. If I need to take a bath and I smell... Maybe I need to deal with that. You deal with it. But to dwell on the negative, to, to dwell on them, to dwell on that, no. That's not what God called you to do. Again, if we dwell on the negative that they bring us, that means that we are insecure in ourselves and we have to call on Father to fill our love cup up. I hope you're getting this today. Let me give you this one final scripture and then we will close out today. Well, maybe two scriptures. No, just one scripture. Well, maybe two. We'll see. Matthew 10. Here's a realization I want to get you to. Matthew 10, verse 16. Are you ready for this? The Lord says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. As doves. That's the landscape. You understand that, right? As we've been talking about on Thursday nights in Psalm 23, we understand that the Lord is the one who will defend you. The Lord has this rod and his staff. He's the one that offends you. Uh, rather, uh, defends you. He's the one that defends you. But understand, you're a sheep in the midst of wolves. The wolves may want to buddy up to you, but it's not for the reason that you think. They look at you as a lamb chop and not as a friend. <laughs> Another sheep would say, let's go to the stream. But not the wolf. He may sound like it, but he has something else on his mind. He wants to devour you. That's the landscape. We're sheep in the midst of wolves. Everybody's not going to like you. 
God has great plans for you. And we'll continue, continue this on this on next week, should the Lord desire. But what I want you to know this week, I believe the Lord wants you to know is that he has great plans for you, great plans to bless you, great plans to increase you. But he doesn't want to harm you by giving you something that you're not prepared for. If your soul is not prepared for the pain of rejection, why in the world would he give you so much blessing when he knows that comes coming along with it will be that pain of rejection? Somebody's not going to like it. But when you can just shake it off and move on, hey, now you're ready. When you can pray for them, pray for your accusers, pray for those that persecute you, now you're ready. When you can forgive them, now you're ready. When you can still treat them with love, even though they spat in your face, now you're ready. The more your soul prospers, the more he'll send to you. So, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for this time you've given us. And Lord, I pray for my friends that are right now here in this room and for those that are watching from all over the world and those that are listening. Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be prepared for persecution, that we'll be prepared for the blessing, prepared for the increase. Father, I pray that you would fill everyone's love cup up. Lord, that you would fill your people with love. Lord, that they would experience your love, that they would know your love. That you would affirm them and let them know who they are in you. Lord, I do pray that you would give them a hunger and a thirst to seek your face, to seek out your word. Lord, I pray for intimate times of fellowship that they will have with you, that we'll have with you. Lord, that we won't be insecure in ourselves, but we will be secure in knowing who we are in you. And most importantly, who you are in us. Father, I pray that you would heal their hearts and that you would make them whole. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We will see you on the next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.